Where do you stand on psychics, Caroline? Do you believe, disbelieve? What's your, what's your take? I'm from the foot in both camps because I've yeah. had an experience that I cannot deny. And I also once paid a lady 20 bucks down at the psychic fair to tell me some things that clearly weren't true. <laughs> <laughs> So, column A and column B. So, I'm a bit the same because I think I know your one. It's the ear piercing story, right? That's right. Exactly right. Yeah. So, so we'll get we'll get to that story. Uh, And I've got a story too that happened to me with a psychic uh, when I was in Townsville. And I have heard skeptics talk about psychics. I tell you now, I don't. I haven't seen them disprove what happened to me. But a lot of people put a lot of money into psychic hotlines and, you know, mediums and people coming to town and paying them hundreds of dollars for personal consultancies and all that. Well, Luke Boner, our overnights guy, was talking to Dr. Carl, who I respect and always mm-hmm. listen to his opinion, about psychics. Now, Luke asked, is there any science behind psychic mediums? This is what he had to say. Ah, is there some science in it? Well... There is a little bit of science when it comes to reading a person. Right. And some people are very good at that. And so you say things to them like, so you go to your house, the front door, and you see their face just twitch. You say, oh, I'm in the side door. And you can read the people and you can see when they react. And then you can give them a psychic prediction that has got a lot of stuff about them mm. that they think, wow, there's no way you could have known that. And then you can use that as a basis to then go on with the complete trying to predict the future, which is very difficult to do as unless you're dealing with things like eclipses or phases of the moon or the tide. And I have sympathy for the people who want you know answers, but unfortunately they're blowing their money. So this study that you mentioned was run by the Australian Skeptic Society and I am a member of the Australian Skeptic Society and they spent two decades. They were spent two decades tracking what you'd call the 207 top psychics, top in the sense that they make a lot of money, they've got a lot of social presence, as opposed to somebody who turns up at the local mind-body-wallet fair once every five years. So, you know, <laughs> the, the, the big men and women. And they checked their predictions and they compared them to predictions made by regular people who they said, hey, make a prediction for 2017. Oh, okay. Um, the pyramids will be discovered to have been built by the aliens, okay? And so when you're looking at the predictions made by regular people who didn't claim to be psychics, they got it right about 27% of the time. The psychics got it right worse, wow. only 11% of the time. They actually did worse <laughs> than people who weren't pretending to be psychics. So what about that? That's bad. So that last bit there is the bit that, Claudia, did you hear Dr. Carl refer to that as the mind, body and wallet Body fair? and wallets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I wanted to play that bit to you because both you and I have had an experience where we were I like, know. oh my God, how did I... that happen? But here he is, they've done 20 years of study and the psychics no, got it but I don't, less don't correct. Give up. They got it less correct than people who were just randomly guessing stuff. I don't want to give up on my belief that my psychic told me something, Mark. Well, I don't want to give it up. I, I don't either, but it's hard to argue with that. So anyway, look, five four five double one nine two seven. are you rock solid on psychics? Maybe there's one yeah. you go to and you go there for whatever reason. Maybe they're reading your face, like Dr. Carl said. I've seen your face read. You don't remember this. We had a guy no, in the studio that was one of those face readers. 
And I reckon that's what most of these psychics are onto. They're reading your face. Dr. Cole goes on in that and talks about how you can direct people with your eyes if you're very subtle. But but people can read your face. So you, they ask you a series of questions. I've seen Dr. Phil do this uh, right, to a night yeah. show host. They read your face and your face grimaces and moves very slightly. And the sharper person that's developed this skill, and detectives do it as well, they can see you covering stuff up or you can, they can see you get excited about stuff. So if I say, like, this guy picked a holiday destination that you were thinking of. He sat yeah, there and yeah. whittled it down and eventually yeah. after about three or four questions, he figured out that I think you were daydreaming about Greece. You wanted to go to Greece at the time. Yeah, but uh, which I probably was. But isn't everyone? <laughs> Yeah, but but he specifically told you to think of a place. Like he wasn't right. saying all like like you could have you know you've well travelled. You could have gone anywhere. You know he narrowed yeah, that right. down, and you were like, wow, I was thinking of that. Unless you were just playing up for the cameras. I I thought like, he picked you, but that wasn't magical. I'm like Gladys that Barrick, particularly in Mark. Yes. I can't recall. I can't recall. Um, <laughs> but that was not a game he was playing. That was a skill he had. That he was yes. saying that this is my skill and, and blah, 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 and he was trying to explain the skill. Whereas everyone wants to jump to the conclusion that somehow it's some sort of psychic power. And his yeah. point was is that it's not. Yeah. Are psychics real? Have you had an experience that you cannot deny? But I am telling you that when my daughter Millie turned, turned nine, we had no money, as always. Most people who've got a kid turning nine don't. And I had the brilliant idea. I said... Let's get it ears pierced. It's thirty five bucks at the plaza. Let's <laughs> let's do that. Like it is, it will be so exciting. It's a day out. Um, it'll you know it'll it'll feel like a really big present, and it's thirty five dollars. And John's like, yeah, okay. The leap for me is the fact that my dad, I, I was a 35-year-old woman at the time. I did not have pierced ears. Mm. And that's because my dad said I wasn't allowed. So at 35, I still didn't have them because he was so, like the soundtrack of my childhood was my sister and my dad fighting about the fact that we weren't allowed to have our ears pierced. Sure. Anyway, a psychic comes into the studio that morning and she looks me dead in the eye and she says, who's getting their ears pierced? Oh. I'm like, what? And nobody knew. Nobody but John knew. Millie didn't know. Because it was a surprise. It was a surprise. So unless Hutchie, and we'd only unless, just come up with the idea the night before. Unless uh, Johnny Hutch called the psychic. She said, I am seeing a man. He is laughing and he's telling you the gun won't work. And, uh, and he said, it's a, she said, it's the little blonde one. And yeah. did the gun work? Did the, the did gun it? worked? I had so many people text me later today. Did it? Did it work? So the gun <laughs> worked. So the point the was the work. gun worked, but yeah, it did work. But that's be something he would say. The fact, oh, you know, the fact yeah. that that the, the psychic knew you're getting your ears pierced, and the only other human alive that knew was your husband. Let's go over to Richard, the coffee man. Say hello to Princess Caroline, Richard. Your Royal Highness. <laughs> you're whatever, <laughs> Richard, the coffee man. Tell us the psychic story that you are <laughs> hanging on to. My mum was told in the 60s that Charles would never be king of England. Oh. Oh, really? Back in the 60s? Yeah. Oh, wow. And we are at 2022 and he still isn't. She's been right so far. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Does that mean, mean, did she mention Camilla at all and whether or not she'll be queen? (laughs) 
no mention of Camilla. <laughs> That's right. Have you noticed that people who are interested in the monarchy just don't mention Camilla generally? <laughs> Let's go over to Paul and Budrum now. What's this uh, psychic prediction you, you just can't let go of, Paul? We were over in Bali and uh, she asked about a job for me um, that I'd been applying for a few jobs. And the lady said, oh, no, you're not changing jobs at the moment, but you'll get the job you want in June. Anyway, I was knocked back on this job in November the year before. And lo and behold, in June, the person rings me up and says, you know that job you were after? Would you be still interested? And I said, yes. He said, well, they've got it. Mm. And I went, hmm, that's interesting. That's pretty specific, but, isn't it, when you give the month like that? pretty specific. But I didn't end up keeping the job in the long run because of COVID. But anyway, that's not anything over there. But when yeah. we moved here 30 years ago, this other psychic in Sydney had told my wife that somebody in the family was going to die in October and that they were drinkers and, you know, had a few different problems. And we thought it was the wife's brother, but it ended up being my father. Oh. Pretty brutal, though, they Paul. Someone says no, well, oh, someone's <laughs> going to die in October, they're a drinker, and you start naming people in the family. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, we were trying to work out who it was. Paul's <laughs> trying to figure out who to be nice to in case they change their will. <laughs> it's Uncle Dave. Don't buy him a Christmas present. <laughs> Don't waste your money. Hey, Caroline, Erin's joined us from Glasshouse. Say hello to Erin. Hi, Erin. Hey, have you got a psychic experience you just can't let go of? Absolutely. I had decided I wanted to do this for so many years and went to see one and she was amazing. I had some issues with my eldest daughter academically. Couldn't quite yeah. put my finger on it. And as I went to speak with her, she said, I'm getting this jumbled um, mix of letters and numbers. She said, I've never been shown this before. I can't give you any information on this, but this is what she is seeing, or this is the message that I need to pass on. When I spoke to my daughter's teacher that she had had for the entire year at Christmas break, she just was so astonished. It was meant to be a message directly for this teacher because um, she and my daughter both have Erlens, which for my daughter we didn't realise at that stage. And the message was how the teacher herself actually saw the numbers, letters, and that was how we ended up with the diagnosis for my daughter. So, sorry, what is the diagnosis? So Erlen syndrome, it's um, quite common in the population, but it's very, very undiagnosed. And right, so is it, is it when you actually read things and they're jumbled up? Absolutely, you've got it, Mark, that's it. Oh, wow, that's yeah. exciting. And so it's a, it's a bit like dyslexia, but it's different, and it can be fixed, can't it, by like coloured glasses and things like yeah, that? Yeah, it's ah. all over it. It's amazing that you're aware of it. It's, it's um, so easy to help children with this condition. Oh, um, wow. And the psychic pointed, pointed it out. The psychic said, what's going on with all the blurry reading? Yeah, absolutely. Numbers, letters, how many numbers you can and actually recall. And that was the message specifically to the teacher. She can only recall 10 numbers or less. It was amazing. 